3: Welcome to another edition of the Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good
4: afternoon.
5: Thanks for coming along. An absolutely beautiful Thursday afternoon. The stay home edition of the Ride Home with John and Kath. Kath, good to see you. Looking good today. Good to see How are you?
6: Good to see you as well, John.
5: Thank you. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: How's your incur-
6: uh, st- what Would you say? Uh,
5: well, I think you know we're now that we're staying at home, our wardrobes tend to be a little different. Do they not?
6: Well, I had to ask permission for this because, you know, usually, you know, this is a professional program mm-hmm. and I dress up for this. Usually sort of thing. is the
5: key word there.
6: Well, you know, I mean, you know, usually. except when it's casual Fridays, you know, I dress up for the show. Right. But with it being very warm out and the fact that we're, you know, still quarantined at home, I, I said, I, I can't wear my dress. I said to my boss, I can't wear my dress clothes. I'm going to die.
5: Mm-hmm. I'm going to be mm-hmm. so
6: hot in the spare room. And he was like, oh, no, it's okay.
5: So we acquiesce. So I'm wearing a polo shirt. You're wearing yourself a uh, sleeveless top, right? I am,
6: because very it's nice. still very warm in here.
5: It, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine today. Feels no. good. Listen I'm just telling Mike. you.
6: Listen to how he shows off. It's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. You're hot, but I'm
5: fine. It's not hot. Is it I'm hot fine. today? Uh, it's very nice today. And
6: no, it's a very nice day. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's warm in the spare room. Right. And so therefore, I'm not wearing like, you know, one of my, you know, b- business tops, you know, right. one of these blouses. Sorry, I I digress.
5: Please continue. For goodness sake,
6: I have something good to share with the listening audience, Sean, if you just back off for a minute.
5: Made a detour there. My apologies. You ready? Yes.
6: I have 12 things to buy for summer now before they sell out.
5: Oh, 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 oh. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love a shopping list?
6: I love a shopping list. Listen, I saw this today on USA Today. Mm. I'm going to read you what they say, and then I'm going to give you a few addendums of my own.
5: Good, because I have w- at least one.
6: You have an addendum.
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. That's oh, exciting. You know, you know me. Oh,
6: think about how good this list is going to be. Okay, right. fire away. Okay, 12 things to buy for summer mm-hmm. plus our addendum now before they sell out. Number one, an air conditioning unit.
5: Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of overrated.
6: Okay, so clearly you and I are doing that. Okay, right, okay. number two, Yep. a grill.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
6: You have any comment on that?
5: Well, I've been, I don't have a grill currently. I do Mm. not currently have a grill. And so we were out at the, this
6: might, this might apply to you.
5: Well, we were buying paint the other day and I was out at the home uh, Lowe's or whatever. And, uh, I saw the grills and of course they run the gamut. The cheapest grill they had, which of course is what I'm going to gravitate towards was $149. -hmm. They were all sold out. Then they leap forward to like $240, like another $100 more. Right. What's the difference between that? I don't need the stainless steel. I don't need all the little hoo-hobs. I don't mm-hmm. need a side thing. I just mm-hmm. need a grill. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a grill.
6: Well, you might want to think about that before they sell out. Just I mean, you have to decide how important it is to you, obviously.
5: Right. right.
6: Or you could get you know, I you know, I advocate for the smoker. I have the I have a Traeger grill, which I think I is. I saw the
5: grill at your house that, the other that, day there.
6: Isn't that nice? It, it's beautiful. It, it, it runs on wood pellets. Yeah, it's what very the heck? nice. Okay, number three a good fan.
5: Oh, I got that covered. Do you? Oh yeah. Of
6: course you do. Cause those of us who don't have air conditioning, this is, we live and die with this, mm-hmm, yeah. but seriously, you can go to a store, any store that, you know, I, I will not come up with the name cause you can go anywhere, spend nine ninety nine, and get a piece of garbage fan. Mm. Do not do this. Right. Do not do this. Spend as much as you can on a fan. That's what I say.
5: What's your favorite fan?
6: I have a fan uh I have two well I actually we it I think it's actual t- can I say this on the air? I'm I don't not think sure. so okay. I don't think you can okay it then I can't say what its actual title is because well you can it, say it's
5: a big butt fan
6: it's a big butt fan that's what it's mm-hmm. called uh-huh yep. it's bright orange and they sell it at big box stores really? and it's mostly for industrial application mm-hmm. And so like, it is, it is like, it has serious power to it.
5: Okay. Like a warehouse. They want to like, right. you know, it's
6: like a warehouse. Fan. Fumigate
5: exactly. a warehouse, but those so big believe it fans. or not,
6: that is in mine and my husband's bedroom. And yeah. we, we sleep in the attic in a house that is not air conditioned and it does us very well.
5: But the problem is it's so loud, right? It's kind of like uh, the spruce goose. It's like throwing back to 1942. And all of a sudden you've got this turbo prop in your bedroom. And how? Too loud. Way too. See, I'm
6: loud. I'm fine with it. I kind of like that.
5: Really? Okay. Yes, yeah, so I'm good. My what about your you favorite fan? Yeah, right now I've got this uh I get those those tower fans, those little slim. slim oh, fans. I've never had one of those. Are oh, they they're very nice. They're very quiet. It, it puts out more than enough. It's it's okay. perfect for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All
6: right. I like that. Okay, so yeah. a good fan. Number four, um, a lightweight loungewear set. Now I know you're thinking, really, what's loungewear? But okay, so those of us who have been working from home often we've been wearing sweats at least on our bottom half if we have to do something professional on zoom right mm-hmm. yep. but you can't do that in the summer cuz it's way too hot right so you need to find something that's comfortable that is loungy mm-hmm. and that. apparently across the internet those types of things
5: are selling out i bet they are so they're not like yoga pants but no, they're sort of no. like no
6: you want a nice pair of shorts you know, you yeah. want something that looks good so when you stand up in your Zoom call, you're not embarrassed, right? But at the same time, it's very comfortable, and it's more comfortable than something you would wear to the office.
5: Exactly. Uh, so a couple of years ago, um, I had some linen shirts, white linen shirts mm. that I loved. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, for both of them, I get like a little like a pen stain on you the pocket. You can never get it out. It's perfect. Now I have these two light white linen shirts that are blousy, and that in a pair of shorts. I'm good to go. Okay. That's my, there you go. That's my Perfect. look for well the then,
6: year. So you don't have to worry. So, number four checked off for you. Okay. Lounge number rack. five lawn games.
5: Lawn games like feel, jarts do, or something like that or cornhole. Yeah,
6: corn exactly. Hole. Yeah. Do, okay. you, do you utilize those
4: at home?
5: Uh, I have cornhole. I love cornhole. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, the son that's here refuses to play cornhole and hmm. uh, waiting the arrival of of second son who is a cornhole champion. So, okay. Yeah. Do you have lawn right. games?
6: No, I never do lawn games. Frisbee, but it's on the list. I don't. know. I don't play frisbee. All
5: right.
6: Okay. Okay. Um, number six: a few bottles of suntan lotion.
5: Got it. It's
6: a good thing it's to stocked do. up. Uh, number seven: for the grill that I mentioned earlier, you want to make sure you've either got your charcoal, your propane, or your wood pellets, because sure. let me tell you, I hosted a Memorial Day picnic on consecutive years and ran out of propane both times. <laughs> Now, how many people That's can brag good. about something that
7: awesome? That is such
5: poor planning. Was, was your husband really hot? What would you say? Was it? Was your husband hot?
6: Uh, he, well, let's just put it this way. He was incredulous. Yeah.
4: <laughs> number I, eight. I see that. Number eight,
6: a yes. home ice cream maker. You have
5: oh, like yeah. five. I do. I do. It runs okay. in our family. Our family are like oh, ice cream makers. All right.
6: My husband's lactose intolerant. Okay. Uh, number nine, a slip and slide for the backyard. Mike, you have nope. something like that?
8: absolutely for
9: yeah for my three-year-old absolutely don't do that
8: yeah Yeah. so that's
6: important if you've got little kids yeah that's
5: a trip to the er right there for you buddy in a (laughs) box
6: all right uh number 10 a small but mighty generator since you lose power so much in the summer i don't have that do you have that no no i don't have that either forget it number 11 patio furniture for your outdoor space bingo apparently that is selling out everywhere
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah is that
6: what you were looking for
5: well, I've been looking. I've got patio furniture, but I've wanted uh, the last couple of years uh, an outdoor chaise lounge. Oh, a nice one.
9: Mm-hmm. And so
5: I've been thinking about it, shopping yeah. online, and I've yet to sort of pull it. Now I go and like I'm ready to buy one, sold you out. You can't find
6: them anywhere. That's the problem, oh, no, right? No, it's no, exactly no. what we're talking about. Right. Uh, number 12, a good cooler.
5: Oh, yeah. For yeah. a picnic. You have a good Multiple cooler? Multiple cooler. Sure, I do. Yeah, yeah. Mike, you Playmates, big. Yeah, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah.
10: One of those okay, um, Yeti ones. Those are okay, really oh, th- oh, those wait. are the expensive
6: ones, Mike. They're so nice; they are the, the best. Did
5: you get a apparently, raise or something? they
6: keep they can keep your food cold for like eight days. Yes,
9: eight days. Yeah, I never I never tried it for
10: eight days, but yeah, it's apparently Pretty what's much. the direction say? Or the okay,
6: that's the end of the USA Today list. I am moving to the addendum section. John, okay. would you like to go first?
5: Well, no, my addendum was the Chase Lounge. Okay, that's re- And but well, you missed the key one. Hmm. This is I'm the only one in my family who does this. Like I want to sit on the porch late at night, yeah. sun setting, what happens?
6: The bugs come out.
5: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I have no compunction at all with putting some off deep oh, woods on. Stuff. No, no, no. I don't mm-hmm. even care. Oh, I, hate I it. It's worth the price. I'll spray that on me, you know, get all lathered up.
6: Yeah, but what's just the sk- price? Who cares? The price is like early death probably. No, it's not. Uh, you don't know that.
5: Well, okay. On my deathbed, I'll go, gee, I wish I wouldn't have put that deep woods off on. Okay, I'm good. I'm sure I'm enjoying myself on a summer night, I'll tell you that. Okay, you all right,
6: all right, that's and those good. And candles, go that.
5: all that natural stuff, that doesn't work, it's rubbish. Okay, it's all right,
6: well, you want to hear my addendum? Please. I mean, there's three of them, and they're really simple. The first one is, if you're buying flowers for your garden, or vegetables, or whatever, you got it. like, this is your last chance, you got to get them in. Now. Got to get them in. Right. Yep. Okay. You got to get them in. That's the first thing. The second thing, unless you're planning perennials or you're going to do lettuces or something like that, that you can keep going throughout the year. But if you're doing annuals, you got to get them in.
4: Flowers okay.
6: The, the next thing, outdoor candles. Now I'm not saying to keep the bugs away because you're right. They never work. It's right. a total waste of money. However, I like to have candles out on my porch. So when you're sitting outside at night, you can kind of, sure. first of all, you have a little ambiance and second of all, you can see any, see what you're doing.
5: How about a tiki torch? You do those? Huh? I like a Boom. tiki torch. I like I a tiki torch. It makes you feel good, doesn't it? I, I
6: don't have a good place I mean, to put it, but I like a tiki torch. Oh, here's, you got a my big la- yard? here's my last addendum. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. Fire pit. Oh uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I just bought a fire pit this week.
5: Did you though? A real I, fire pit.
6: We're enjoying it so
5: much. Are you? Yeah. What are you burning? We got, in it?
6: We got it for with wood. You uh-huh. can. I mean, they'll burn gas.
5: Aren't but, you afraid of setting your house on fire?
6: Well, it's outside.
5: I know, but uh, like sparks land on the roof and the roof all of a sudden catches fire or something like that.
6: <laughs> it's very small. <laughs> okay. There's no way a spark from this little fire pit okay, that's fine. 36 inches wide is going to get up on top of my roof.
5: Okay. So it's kind of like a fire cup.
6: <laughs> it's, a, it's 36 it's not, inches wide. It's not a that's, pit. It's that's a that's cup. That's as wide as, what, you think it was like eight feet wide? Oh,
5: you said a fire pit. I think a pit is a large hole. I don't
6: know. Like, if, it's, like it's 36, 36 inches, inches. I mean,
5: it's like people's waists are larger than your fire pit. <laughs>
6: I don't. I don't know what to. I know, See, I, I. don't know what to say to that. There it is. All Thank right, you. we're done. That's there. it. All right. Coming up on today's program, um, we're going to go to the phones in the five o'clock hour and talk about a feeling that we've seen written up in the last couple of days that people are feeling as if the country is out of control. So we're interested in hearing from you. Do you feel like the country is out of control? And if you do, how are you? dealing with that and what are your like compensatory techniques so we can all benefit from one another so we'll go to the phones for that also we're going to look forward to talking to bishop joseph garlington a senior pastor at covenant church of pittsburgh at 4:40. and coming up next our friend jay richards is going to be with us the economics of pandemic in america we'll talk about how quickly america will bounce back that's next it's the thursday edition of the ride home 101.5
9: 101.5 W-O-R-D. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. new music. New music.
1: New music from Francesca Battistelli. This could change everything. This could change everything. Over and over by Riley Clemens. And, and, and Danny Goki. love God, love people. Because it all
4: comes down to this love
1: God. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates.
9: 101.5 WORD. On the weekend.
0: As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, the film about Corey Ten Boom and her Secret Army of Teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold, behind the scenes true story of Corey's Secret Army of Student Teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the resistance. Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true, breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Rhys-Davies. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Pittsburgh. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences.
3: This is John Samick, owner of ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. All of our cleaning and disinfection services use hospital-grade, EPA-registered products. Contact us to provide peace of mind for your employees. The
4: man, the yellow van. call ServiceMaster.
3: This is John Samick, owner of ServiceMaster Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employers need as your business reopens. Demand the yellow van. call ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh and schedule a consultation today.
11: Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. Excel Home Care can provide a warm, family-like environment with an Excel caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. Excel Home Care, a help at home company.
0: Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing for multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you. Every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m., on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on the spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday.
5: Like a lot of people, we've got the home improvement projects underway at our house during the pandemic. So I was out at the big box store and I was buying some paint. And as I'm driving there, On either side of me, of course, you know, in what I would call Miracle Mile, right, where all the stores are, it's like anywhere USA, you know what I'm talking about. The places were shuttered. I mean, there was hardly anybody out there. And I'm thinking, what is going on? You don't
6: mean major stores. You mean like mom and pops?
5: No, I mean, major stores. Really? Places that are out of business. I mean, you know, car dealerships and, you know, restaurants and things like that. Not even, you know, out of just gone. The signage has been taken down. And I think what is going to happen here as we're, we're not even through first wave. And so economically, unemployment numbers, I mean, we're in a crater here right now. Well, Jay Richards is back with us again. Jay is a research assistant professor in the Bush School of Business at the Catholic University of America, a senior fellow at the Discovery Institute, executive editor of the stream. He's the author or editor of more than a dozen books, including two New York Times bestsellers. His book, Money, Greed and God was the winner of the 2010 Templeton Prize Award, Enterprise Award. Back to us today to talk to us about pandemic and economics. Jay, welcome back. Thanks for being along.
12: No, well, it's great to be with you.
6: Jay, with a lot of states opening within the last four weeks or so, do we have any economic data which tells us how it's been going?
13: Well, we've got, I, I would say, some hints that things are uh, less bad than had been predicted. So okay. um, I had been worried that we this was going to continue. I mean, if you look at things at the end of May, uh, about 40 million Americans had filed new jobless claims between the beginning of the shutdown, at the, you know, sort of mid-March into May. So in other words, the worst amount of like what is that about 12 weeks the worst 12 weeks in american history in terms of just people losing their jobs the good news is that all of those people have not necessarily stayed entirely unemployed and we've seen that in the last few weeks um an increase and actually decrease it looks like in the net number of people that are unemployed there's still people filing new jobless claims in fact i think the most recent report was 1.5 million new jobless claims but that doesn't mean those are continuing to pile on top of each other some of it Large number of people that have lost their jobs have now even either returned to their jobs or they're returned part time 25 or 50 percent, or they're doing some kind of gig work like uh, food delivery and things like that. And so, that itself is the result of partial opening. Uh, And in fact, I looked at some data yesterday that suggests um, the increase in restaurant attendance is going up in states that have opened up restaurants maybe 50 percent capacity. People are starting to go back. I think those are all really positive signs. I think the fact that states that opened up uh, that were claimed were going to lead to sort of huge numbers of deaths, none of that has happened. And so I'm hoping uh, that through the summer we're going to get enough information about what does and doesn't work uh, that we can at least start on our way to a recovery. But, you know, the reality is that we're in uncharted territory and this is the worst thing that's ever happened to the American economy.
5: Yes. The worst thing that's ever happened to the American economy. I think it's hard not to be able to overstate that. So, Jay, in the meantime, though, uh, we saw yesterday in a local paper that the federal government i said that the post office, United States post office, is wanting to hire rural ma- mail carriers at $18.50 an hour. So um, you keep on hearing that the jobs are available. Yeah.
13: Yeah, that's right. And I mean, there's these funny sort of data points. I'd spent a couple of depressing days a few weeks ago studying the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, I think it was in the, the month of April, 1.5 million people that just worked in uh, dentist offices. So this is just not the dentists. this is people who worked in the dentist office. 1.5 million of them lost their jobs in one month. On the other hand, there were about 80,000 jobs increased in some of the big box stores. So the places like, especially mm-hmm. the discount stores like Costco, uh, Sam's Club, and then, of course, Amazon. And so there are these kind of weird pockets, of course, that are actually optimized for a lockdown and for a pandemic. And so they've actually <laughs> slightly increased their market share. But of course, that's nowhere near making up for all the, the jobs that are lost. And that's, that's true at any time. I mean, if you had a nuclear bomb go off uh, somewhere, there'd be some jobs somewhere that would suddenly be open. And so you really what you want to do is sort of count the benefits and the costs. And at the moment, unfortunately, the costs vastly outweigh the benefits. I
6: see. Dr. Jay Richards is with us, research assistant professor in the Bush School of Business at the Catholic University of America and a senior fellow at the Discovery Institute, also executive editor of The Stream. Jay, with all of the bad news, and, and I'm sure you, like John and Mike and I, know a ton of people who've really been injured throughout this pandemic mm. economically. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still encouraged. I, I remember back to your first book, I read Money, Greed, and God. And one of the things right. you talked about in the book is just the, the creativity of the human spirit and the entrepreneurial nature um, that humans are naturally. Uh, Speak to that a little bit. What do we know data-wise, or maybe you have some personal anecdotes of people who've really started something new?
13: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, I'm in higher education, and this is going to be very, very painful for colleges, many of whom are either closing up or they're not going to start back into a normal season. Uh, the reality, though, is that higher education has been kind of uh, you know, ripe for a wake up uh, for a long time. The fact that we can actually do things. I mean, I've, frankly, I've done my job, 95% of my job from my house. That would not have been possible without video conferencing. So there are many things in the economy that, uh, if they hadn't been there, would be much worse. And then what you said. Human beings, we're not just consumers of jobs and consumers of resources. We are creators of wealth and creators of value. That's what was happening. Even in early March, we had historically low levels of unemployment, historically low levels of Hispanic and African-American unemployment, so many positive uh, uh, signs in the economy, all came to a screeching halt because, one, the pandemic, but also the the massive national lockdown in response to the pandemic. What that means is that the fundamentals of the economy are all still there. What we're dealing with is the aftershocks, of a voluntary shutdown in which people went home, they left their jobs, and they just we quit doing what we normally do. And so if we can get back to normal, we're not going to make up what we lost, but we can get back to where we were, I think, much more quickly than a lot of analysts say. People are talking about 10 years to get back. No, I think all the fundamentals are there if we can just get started.
5: Good. Okay, so I guess that question is, then what is back to normal? So we're broadcasting from our uh, spare rooms, Jay, at the uh, Mm -hmm. the buildings we work in. People are talking about, well, you know, employees are really not going to come back at least until September. I mean, that's the word. And then you kind of wonder, well, you know, in the downtown areas, uh, everyone's going to work from home now. So what does that do to the, uh, the real estate market? And, of course, ancillary, all the lunch places and the shopping places in downtown areas, that will change as a result of that.
13: That's right. I mean, I do think there's going to be some radical shifts. What's happened is that a lot of us have discovered how much we can do from home or can do remotely. I mean, you guys have done it. I've I taught classes uh, online from March all the way through. I actually worked on a book and never had to actually leave my house. And so a lot of people are discovering, you know, I don't need to take that commute. That's what's happened with Twitter. Uh, So there's going to be some – there's some shocks to the economy, but there are also benefits to that too. If people are wasting less time commuting and spending more time productively at home or in a home office, I think long-term that's actually a good thing. That means people have discovered more efficient ways of working. Uh, But I do think as long as there's this kind of artificial – dampening on the economy which varies from place to place we're not going to be able to those things aren't going to wash out like right now i'm in uh... prince george's county which is a very close lying county to washington dc just just inside maryland and we still are basically under lockdown that's different if you're in florida or you're in texas Things are getting back to normal. And so this is Louis Brandeis, the famous uh, Supreme Court justice, who said, well, in federalism, you have a a kind of um, a laboratory of democracy in which states can try different things. And so my hope is that some of these states that have opened up and haven't had catastrophe will teach a lesson to those counties and those states that are still so risk averse. Mm -hmm. Mm
6: Dr. Jay Richards with us. Jay, last question for you because time is short. This is kind of a, mm-hmm. a, a personal thing, but I wondered if you could offer some encouragement to people who, you know, are feeling discouraged, feeling like this is a horrible time to look for a job. How am I possibly going to branch out? There's going to be nothing for me to find. Um, what do you have to say to that um, more person to person?
13: Absolutely. I mean, I think every individual is going to be in a different situation. But the reality is, if you think about our ancestors, uh, three generations ago, who, for many of them, my grandparents on my mom's side had nothing is basically either farming or nothing They had no options. All of us do have more options now than people had at earlier times. And I'm absolutely convinced that if we can open up the economy, that there are going to be lots of opportunities and options for people. And so I don't think anyone should despair. I do think we should be realistic about what we're dealing with. Uh, But there's no reason to think that this is going to go on indefinitely.
5: Very good. Hey, Jay, thanks an awful lot. Always appreciate your insight. And especially, you know, your more recent work at The Stream. It's a website that we visit often and we love. So kudos to you on that.
13: Thanks so much. Good to be with you
5: guys. Our pleasure. Jay Richards, check out the stream online. Really, it's a, a changing every day. A lot of great insight, opinion, news stories, uh, thestream.com. Take a break. Come back. Uh, we're all sort of getting used to what what's called curbside service. How about the library and your own curbside service for books and materials from the from the Carnegie Library? That's next. Mm-hmm. Things are finally starting to move again. Can you feel it? Things are starting to move. Hey, it's John Hall. And right at the beginning of this, in March, my best friend Dan sprung a big leak on his roof. And so for the past forever months, he's had a blue tarp covering up his roof. Hey, Dan, you got a blue tarp on your roof. But now, thanks to United Faith Mortgage, Dan refinanced. And he's finally got a roofing crew working because things are moving again. United Faith Mortgage, online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. I mean, I'm not saying you've got a blue tarp on your roof, but like everybody else, you've been sitting in lockdown and you can't help but think about your house and your money. Are you ready to refinance? Look online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. A small team with family and faith in the middle and something really big behind them. A direct lender advantage, often giving you a better rate and saving you money. Start online, unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York.
14: list number 1330.
5: Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number 22672.
1: I had a great time this morning with my dentist. She just made me feel so comfortable. To
0: patients of Dr. Megan Stock. She's more than a great dentist. She's an answer to prayer. She makes you feel so calm. It didn't
11: make me feel shameful about the condition of my teeth.
1: We just love to talk about the Lord and what's going on in our families.
6: I am confident that when I'm finished that I'm going to have a bright, beautiful smile, which I really wanted to have for a long time long time.
1: She does fabulous
0: work. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Thrift with a purpose at the grand reopening of City Mission Thrift Stores. Going on now. City Mission has been preparing stores with safety measures and disinfecting to protect shoppers and employees. Find lots of great items at the best deals while supporting City Mission programs for men, women, children, and veterans. All seven City Mission thrift stores have modified reopening hours Monday through Saturday 9 to 6 with a special senior citizen shopping hour 9 to 10 a.m. For the store near you, visit citymission.org. shop
8: With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store, a Napa Auto Care center, or visit Napa online, you can count on Napa know-how.
9: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on Radio.com, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
8: tonight mainly clear with a low of 57. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high 78. Tomorrow night, cloudy most of the time with a low of 51. Saturday, partly sunny and cool with a high of 68. Sunday, clouds and sun with a shower or thunderstorm around and a high of 70. With your AccuWeather Forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
5: All right, so you just heard Jay said, right, you know, things are going to start to open up eventually, and you can see it here slowly in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, Kath, we were read uh, we read yesterday, happily, that soon and very soon, uh, Idlewild Park and Kenwood yes. Park will open sometime in July. And That's Sandcastle. That's really good news. Yeah, and Sandcastle. Now, you've never been to Sandcastle?
6: No, I never have.
5: This might be the year to go.
6: Do you th- <laughs> I mean, it might be. I, think I should pick the pandemic year to it just... It takes
5: a pandemic. I'm mm-hmm. not sure I'm going to go to Sandcastle and get in the water. Are you?
6: Well, you know, I hate water
5: parks. Okay. So you're not going to go. Would you go to Kennywood or Iowa? Uh,
6: You know, I spent my whole life prior to getting vertigo as an amusement park enthusiast. Okay. And I just can't go anymore. I just, it really is very sad to me and really upsetting that I can't go, I can't ride anything.
5: This is a bad segment for you because you don't want to get wet and you don't want to go on rides.
6: I hate, well, listen, water parks are stinky.
5: (laughs) They're stinky and they're smelly. They smell like chlorine. Okay. How about this? Here's some really good news. Uh, Five Carnegie Library locations are offering curbside service. Okay. So what 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 does that mean,
6: curbside service? Does that mean that they're like, I'm going to pull up in front of the library and someone's going to bring out my books?
5: I think so. Really? Right, that you would go online, you would reserve your books. You know, that's the model's pretty easy. right? And Giant Eagle's been doing this; other stores have been doing this, right? So why not the Carnegie Library? June twenty third, the main branch in Oakland, East Liberty Hill District, Brookline Allegheny on Federal Street. Uh, it's pretty cool. You go in and, like I said, reserve so no wait, your
6: books. but you don't, but you don't go in.
5: No, no.
6: So, well, you order your you order the books online.
5: You can also they're also doing what they're calling a grab and go. All right. So the library staff will call when an item is ready for checkout and said readers can make an appointment for a time to pick up their order. The mm-hmm. library will allow approximately every 15 minutes and orders will be canceled if the appointment is missed. So you can either jump in or do the curbside.
6: Remember the story we covered a couple of weeks ago where certain area restaurants were making, they were stocking grocery staples. So Eaton Park was one of them. So if you stop to pick up your dinner for takeout at Eaton Park, you could also get milk and you could get, you know, paper towels and toilet paper and whatever. Sure. I would like to combine the library thing with snacks.
5: Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it?
6: So you could pull up to the library. I mean, if anyone's listening from the Carnegie, I just want to suggest this to you. Like, I, I pull up in front of my favorite location, which is the one in Oakland, and they, someone brings out my my uh, my books with a selection of snacks.
5: And then I and can the, say, no,
6: I'd like that, 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 that. And then you can just add that to my bill.
5: And what if you got a snack that was appropriate for the book that you were reading?
6: What if they, would like, say I had ordered, like, Wuthering Heights. And, like, they'd come out, and they'd have, like, hot tea, you know, marshmallows, <laughs> Crumpets. blankets. I mean, I don't know what else.
5: It's right, an yeah. umbrella.
6: It rained a lot in Wuthering Heights. That's, you know, all I can think of. Some tissues because there was a lot of weeping.
5: Yeah, right. I mean, that'd be a cool idea, but it would take a lot of uh, a lot of it work. It probably
6: would. I'm just yeah. a girl can dream.
5: Yeah, sure you can. All mm-hmm. right, so things are opening up. So Sandcastle, Idlewild, Kennywood Park, Carnegie mm-hmm. Library, anything else?
6: Well, anything movie else? theaters that have been shuttered oh. for months.
5: Holy smokes. I'm AMC. thinking about
6: opening. I don't know. I don't know what chains have said, have decided yes and which have decided no.
5: Here's the good news. Now, you know forever I've been a proponent of the drive-in theater. The yes. drive-in theater is back. Is back. I would not be surprised if the large movie chains would somehow start to invest in drive-in movie theaters.
6: Well, it's probably, if there ever was a time to do it, now's the time. I told you my yep. daughter was at the dependable last night.
5: Uh, and her experience was? Well,
6: it turned out that there was a tornado warning, so it was short-lived.
5: <laughs> That's the problem with the drive-in. Wait a second. They left because of the tornado warning. The they whole were place at the like
6: They closed the drive-in.
5: Oh, did they? Yeah. You should leave right now. Mm-hmm. Please get out of here. We don't Everybody want Everybody get the heck
6: out of here before you all sue us.
5: <laughs> Great. But wait, I just ordered some nachos. Too bad. I'm, I want to watch. Too all bad. Right. Anyway.
4: Huh.
6: All right, coming up next, we're excited to have Dr. Joseph Garlington with us. I don't know if he's been on our show before. We've certainly spent time with him in person. But if there's a person who kind of has his finger on the pulse of um, how the church can be involved in race relations in Pittsburgh, it's him. So Senior Pastor Covenant Church of Pittsburgh, he is up next. Dr. Joseph Garlington, stay close on the Thursday edition of The Ride Home.
9: W-O-R-D.
1: You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I can hear no- that's why we've developed the word fm fan club it's free to join and once you do you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests yeah i love contests special offers great giveaways discounts freebies i'd like to win one of these contests become a member today go to wordfm.com fanclub and sign up we're big fans
15: Hello, friends. It's me, Marcia from the Spring House. We are hoping you are all healthy and safe. Our family wanted to let you know that because our cows are requiring twice a day milking, the Spring House is still open for you to stop by for your farm fresh from our herd milk and hot out of the oven breads and buns and meats and cheeses and cookies and anything that will make life happy and comfy and easier during these uncertain times. Our buffet is still full of family recipe lunches and suppers every day to take home to eat at your own family table and our catering team even created a special take and bake meal which you can check out online we even ordered in extra toilet paper in case any of you are in a pinch we've been so blessed this last week by customers thanking us for staying open and best of all telling us that they're praying for us we just wanted to let you know that we are praying for all of you too here's a big hug from all of us at the spring house to you we love you
9: See jcp.com for details.
0: Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal, with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Walnut Grove Christian School in West Mifflin, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at WPITradio.com slash tuitions.
5: Bishop Joseph Garlington is with us. Bishop Garlington is the senior pastor of Covenant Church of Pittsburgh. It is a multiracial, cross-cultural community of more than 3,000 members, which Bishop founded with his wife, Barbara, in 1971. Now, for more than two decades, Covenant Church has been a model for racial healing and reconciliation for Reconciliation Ministries, Inc., an international network of churches and ministries for which he is the presiding bishop. Reconciliation Ministry spans the globe in representation with nearly a thousand congregations worldwide. Bishop Garlington, welcome to Word FM. How are you, sir?
16: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
6: Mm-hmm. Good,
5: thanks for being with us.
6: We're happy to Great. have you. Uh, Bishop, we've opened up our phone lines over the last, I don't know, 10 or so days since the death of George Floyd. We've talked to a lot of people around the Pittsburgh area and we've had a lot of guests as well. And we started with this question, what is your experience with racism? Could you answer that for us?
16: Uh, My experience as, as what, as a pastor person, person, um, as, as a person of African-American descent, I would have the typical experiences that most African-Americans have had, uh, um, stopped without any particular reason, uh, Mm um, the questioning that comes sometimes when it may appear to be out of place, um. So those those are the typical pieces. It, it's uh, it's all part of the the package, and it and that package isn't just American. Um, I I travel to a number of nations, and so I've experienced racism in more places than the United States.
5: Hmm. And I think that's an excellent point. I'm I'm glad you bring that up, Bishop, because we do tend to think, you know, as we. Uh, gaze at our navels, that it is a uniquely American experience, but uh, it's been historical and around the world, so it's an excellent point. But I wonder, you know, you and Barbara in 1971, your wife in many ways um, sort of ahead of the curve to modern thinking, what was the idea to, to start to reach out across the aisle to people of different colors, different creeds and races, way back in 1971? Well, in
16: 1971 I, I began to see that there are some images in the Bible that you might not see in a typical church, and and mind you, I'm I'm talking about a church where multinationals would, would participate or multicultural people, because in certain places in the world, uh, everybody looks the same, even if their tribe is different or if their background mm-hmm. is different, languages give you the same. But uh, I begin to realize that. I was living in a world in which people couldn't get along, and um, started reading verses in the Bible that says, uh, in heaven gathered around this throne were people from every language, every tribe, every kindred, and every people. And so I looked at the church and realized that's not the case here. So we started thinking intentionally about what would the church look like if it had more of all of us, than just a few of us and we began working at it from that point of view and it grew because we found people who were feeling the same way about mm-hmm. it and asking the same question is there a place where people who don't look alike um, can share something together as we pursue our worship and our, our praise for God mm-hmm. and I yes. found a lot of people who are thinking that way and so Here's what I found. I, I found that when people are, can find a substantive model of something that they see in the scriptures, they will go out of their way and they'll cross barriers to get to it. And so mm-hmm. our services where we have been, I, I essentially say, in an isolated situation as far as neighborhoods are concerned, uh, we've been in two places that would be considered inner city or urban. And... Uh, and yet we've seen many, many nationalities come to the church, and it's as though that when I can find in real life what I think I see in heaven, then mm-hmm. I'll taste it while I'm here,
6: yeah, Bishop. I've been to your uh, worship services a ton of times over the years, and one of the and and I think what you're saying is correct because I don't live anywhere near your church, um so I've traveled a long way to get there. Uh, but one of the things that's kept my family and I going back is that I sense a an honest affection between people in your congregation. I don't think you can sense that in every church. I can sense it when I walk in there. Can you talk about where that comes from?
16: Well, it, it comes from be- believing that people can have honest questions about people of other races or other other cultures, and if you could create an atmosphere where questions could be asked without rebuke or questions could be asked in which people would say, I know this is a stupid question, but and then they would ask the stupid question and uh, if we could laugh and we wouldn't take any offense at it, and we had to establish something. We said, no church that is going to embrace multiculturalism and multiracial aspects no church is gonna survive if it doesn't recognize that you can't do this without a sense of humor because mm-hmm. at some point somebody's gonna put their foot in their mouth and they're gonna say something and it is so far from being a racial statement as I did no statement. And uh, so we felt like you've gotta give people grace to cross every barrier and even the stupid question barrier because we, we all ask them and there's no superior culture that says, we don't ask stupid questions. And I think the moment we express that in humility and giving everyone a chance to say, okay, I can see that. I was talking to one of our young ladies who had established uh, a, a good relationship. She's an African-American. She established a good relationship when she was at Penn State working with an athletic team. And she said there was, there was a greater fellowship and a greater unity in that, that team than there was in the state and in the school. Cool. And so she said, I had this one young white friend who had asked me questions, but so she wanted to know why um, why black people had a barbershop. And so she said, because her hair grows. And and it never occurred to her that black people's hair grow. And so she didn't look at her like, are you from a different planet or do you think we are? She just helped her walk through that. And it became one of those moments. I never thought of that.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Well, that's fabulous. I mean, I think, uh, Bishop, and I'm sure you know this, that a lot of white people are awkward or afraid to engage in any sort of conversation or probe into any question for fear that there might be, you know, some pushback or whatnot. So to allow that free space to happen, I mean, kudos to you. I I wish that that model that you've created within your church would find its way into society, you know, uh, 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 just in general. And is there any way to make that work?
10: Yeah, why hasn't it?
16: Well, let me let me say when when uh, people often ask me, uh, it, and, and maybe and I need to add this to it, uh, for 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 several years, we would meet quarterly with with a group that we called um, core group, and it was a mixture of race and gender and um, generation. So we had young people, middle aged people, black, white, male, female. female business people and we would all sit together we would have a talk and then we would initiate a conversation around those tables and you had the ability or the freedom to ask a question to inquire and if in the person you're talking to you felt like you might have inquired uh, from them some kind of racism you had to give them an opportunity to explain what you saw and then if the explanation was reasonable, then you could go on from there. And so a person who c- could pass you by without speaking to you as they came down the aisle is not a person who's racist, but a person who is shy that doesn't speak to a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so it's understanding those kinds of phenomena. And I think the, the issue for us is it's bidding and talking. And um, we have a definition of covenant. And it's very simple. If you're in covenant with someone, you abandon the right to quit. And so you can get mad. You can fight. It's like my wife said on one occasion. She says, my husband and I, we we don't discuss divorce, but I have talked about murder on several occasions. <laughs> oh, <So, laughs> <That's right.
5: laughs> of course. <laughs> very good.
16: Determined to stay with it until death do us part. Yes. Even she has to
5: take care of the death part. Bishop, I I wonder this, you know, we're hearing a lot of conversation now, a lot of pressure, a a lot of ideas that, um, you know, a a few months ago or a few years ago would be anathema to a general conversation about race in America. But, but I wonder how, how can the church effectively work for social justice and change without aligning itself with movements that operate outside of kingdom principles? You know, in in other words, how do you address, systematic racism in a way that's god-honoring because we know that our weapons are not of this world and our brothers and sisters have real world needs
16: well here's here's the problem and and i think the problem has existed for some time and if we if we talk about how we can address the problems with and dialoguing with people uh who have a worldly view about what unity is my conviction is that unity is a theological word, it's a God word. So people outside of the kingdom don't understand what that is, and they don't understand how it works. So when you say, how do we do that? There's a great passage, and I shared it a couple of days ago with a, di- a dialogue with the with pastors in our church about reconciliation. And the passage begins in Malachi chapter 3, verse 16 And it says, those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and God heard it, gave attention to it. So Mm -hmm. you begin, I think the conversation has to begin with those who fear the Lord. And Mm -hmm. it seems like when people can understand that a man like the Apostle Peter could introduce the Church to the world in that great message on on the day of Pentecost and then be instructed by Jesus not to look at Gentiles in a different way. That same Peter uh, had had to be confronted later on in life by the Apostle Paul because he still had a bent to his Jewishness. And one of the things that I said to people, when you start trying to change and introduce a new strategy, Peter Drucker warned us a long time ago. He said, Culture will eat strategy for breakfast. And so you can go into a place and if that culture is built around strong emphasis on racism or strong emphasis on segregation or whatever that is, what you eventually will discover that until hearts are changed, minds can't be. Mm. My pop my problem is that the church has ignored this for some time and even though Many of us, and I'm, I'm saying blacks as well as whites, we, we can be placed by God in positions of influence, but never use that influence to move forward social justice, the righteousness that, that God requires of each one of us. And so Mordecai says to his niece, he says, you're, you've been given a privileged place, and trouble is coming, and you're not going to be safe in the king's palace if you don't do something. Where you and I are, we have to walk through something that says, I'm going to take a stand for righteousness. So Paul has to confront the apostle Peter about his, his hypocrisy. I'm okay with Gentiles as long as Jewish people don't show up. And I have seen that same kind of hypocrisy in the church. And the church seems, well, if I admit that you're my pastor as a black person, I'm going to lose a lot of friends. Well, that's what the kingdom is about. It separates us from people who were our friends and who can no longer be our friends because we made a choice. And the church has to embrace it. Or we can take the posture Hezekiah took when he heard what was going to take place. And so he consoled himself with this thought, well, it won't happen in my lifetime.
6: Hey, Bishop, I'm just going to have to cut you off simply because we're up against a break. That's Bishop Joseph sure. Garlington, Covenant Church of Pittsburgh. Can't tell you, sir, how much we appreciate your presence you, on our program today. Hopefully we can connect again in
10: the future. We'll be right back.
4: Yes.
0: As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie Return to the Hiding Place, a film about Corrie ten Boom and her family's heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II, and about her secret army of teenagers. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Pittsburgh. Return to the Hiding
5: Place at SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. and all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsorouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh dot That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh
4: I know you guys are thirsty.
0: I wasn't yelling at y'all. Don't be looking at me like that. The recent killings of George Floyd, Brianna Taylor, and Amata Arbury have left us all This really.
4: Just trying to spread a message,
0: okay? And the violent riots that followed threaten a nation trying to recover.
4: I know you guys out here doing your job.
0: But in Pittsburgh, I'm
4: not mad at
0: One protester decided on a better way.
4: And that's the ones that's number two. Up. You understand? Came out here peaceful, and this is what I'm trying to show you up. I know you are thirsty.
0: That's the sound of Alexander Cash giving a case of bottled water to officers at a peaceful protest in East Liberty. Proof that the softer you act, the louder you speak. Blessed are the peacemakers.
13: Good job, guys. And positive.
0: Way to go, Alexander. Stay positive, stay strong, and carry on. And know that at Word FM, we're listening.
10: I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me.
0: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at CCASchool.com.
5: So the takeaway for me from Bishop Garlington is what he said, until hearts are changed, minds can't be. Mm-hmm. So how do we then, as the church, our own hearts, right? We're always working on our own hearts because we recognize the sin nature, the brokenness in us. How do we do that and then take it to the greater community and the world as a whole, right?
6: My takeaway was um, that we can be in places of influence, but never use that influence for the furtherance of kingdom principles. Hmm. You know, God's put you in this place and you get to choose whether you're going to actually act like somebody who follows me and change things, or you're just going to say yes and nod and say, okay, we'll just do things the way they always have been done. Yeah. Yeah.
5: That's powerful. Uh, we are fortunate to have uh, Bishop Garlington here We're in the city of Pittsburgh. We're have so
6: many excellent pastors we really here are. in Man, the city Man. of Pittsburgh. I mean, it's really amazing. Hey, the other thing, and my other takeaway from Bishop Garlington. What's that? You got to have a sense of humor. Yeah. I got to, you know, for, for all of our listeners who are African-American, as a white person, I will tell you that one of the things that I fear the most is saying the wrong thing. And so a lot of times I don't say what I'm thinking because I'm afraid it's wrong.
5: There's that fear thing, right? Yeah. All so, right, so
6: hearing him hearing him say there was a place in their church where they could just get together and they could you know, like you could say something really stupid, nobody would laugh at you or think that yeah, you're horrible or whatever. But that
5: required some trust though. It does, didn't it? yeah. Which right. was mm-hmm. creating a relationship around yeah. that trust. Yeah. Anyway, taking a break for the five o'clock hour. Stick around, we got lots more ahead.
9: We are everywhere on your radio at one oh one point five W O R D FM Pittsburgh at WordFM.com. The Word FM mobile app. IHeart, tune in and at Radio.com.
7: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump has made the trip to Texas. He'll be discussing police reform and the economy in Dallas. Meat production has rebounded from its low point during the coronavirus pandemic when dozens of plants were closed. But experts say consumer prices are likely to remain high. The U.S. Agriculture Department says beef, pork, and poultry plants were operating at more than 95% of last year's levels earlier this week. That was up from about 60% in April at the height of plant closures and slowdowns. U.S. wholesale prices rose 0.4% in May. That's according to the Labor Department. Stocks finishing lower as increases in coronavirus cases deflated optimism that the economy could recover quickly. The Dow dropped 1,862 points. The Nasdaq off 527 and the S&P fell 188. This is SRN News.
14: At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor.
8: So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us?
14: No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs.
8: But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients?
14: No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management.
8: Investments in securities involve
1: the risk of loss. Hi, I'm John Henny from Henny Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more. Or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life.
3: This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employees need when you reopen your facility. Contact us today.
4: The man, the yellow man. Service Master.
3: This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. We have developed a comprehensive facility reopening guide for businesses preparing to re enter the workplace. Visit ServiceMaster of Greater to download yours today.
8: Tonight, mainly clear with a low 57. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high 78. Tomorrow night, cloudy most of the time with a low of 51. Saturday, partly sunny and cool with a high of 68. Sunday, clouds and sun with a shower or thunderstorm around and a high of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You know, there
5: was a time in advertising where you could make any claim about any product, and it would largely go unchallenged, right? And. uh, So let the buyer beware was kind of the catch from for many, many decades. However, in uh, the intervening decades, now there is a a great sort of uh, crackdown or guidelines on what you can and can't say about the validity of your product. Mm -hmm. However, Kev, there are still weird things out there that kind of fall through the cracks. Yeah.
6: There really are some weird things that are out there. And it's funny what people insist that their product's going to do when it's like not even close.
5: Yeah, what do you
4: got?
6: I mean, it's one thing if you're aiming for something and you fall a little short. and Then there's the other people who are like, yeah, I'll just say any full thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, the USA Today had an article today about this. And then I got so excited later in the afternoon. I went in and looked at some like huge business flops that I also want to share with you because these are entertaining. Because let's be honest, we have talked so much and we're going to continue to do on our show today about race relations here in Pittsburgh and around the country. We've talked about COVID-19 for the last three months, and I think all of us are just desperate to talk and think about something else, right? Yes? Yeah. Laugh making a stuff up, John? All right, can I tell you about Gerber, Gerber Good Start uh, Baby Formula?
5: Gerber Good Wait, mm. so early on, what are you saying? Early on, we're going to start to have false, false claims with babies.
6: Oh, yeah. We're going to start right away with the infants.
5: Okay, what do you got?
6: Gerber made unsubstantiated claims that its Good Start Gentle Formula prevented children who took it from developing allergies.
5: Whoa, really? But guess,
6: but guess what happened?
5: Uh, everybody got allergies.
6: Right. So that didn't work. How about sense of weight loss products? Okay. Now they claimed that their powdered additive, this sounds delicious. You would sprinkle it on food. It would enhance the smell and taste. They said, mm-hmm. thus it would make you feel full faster and eat less.
5: Yeah, I've tried that. I mean, I'm my third bag of chips and nothing's having the effect that I want. You
6: haven't used the sensor. All right. How about five hour energy? So they alleged that its energy drink shots were more effective than coffee and the doctors recommended it.
5: (laughs) Doctors who were paid by five hour Mm -hmm. energy drink.
6: I like this Uh, vitamin water. That's the Coca-Cola company. They Claimed the vitamin water products could promote healthy joints (laughs) right, and reduce the risk of eye disease.
5: What? Coca-Cola said this?
6: No, that didn't work. Uh-huh. Um, Nissan Frontier. Uh, a 2014 ad showed a Nissan Frontier pushing a dune buggy up a hill, but it, in actuality, that couldn't, was not possible. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do that at all. Here's, here's one of my favorites, uh, Frosted Mini Wheats, which is one of the greatest cereals of all oh, time. Oh,
5: I love it so much.
6: The Kellogg Company claimed that Frosted Mini Wheats improved children's attentiveness by 20%. <laughs>
5: really? Really?
6: Yeah. The the kid was really paying close attention to you while they were eating the frosted mini weeks. <laughs> After that, it was gone. Yeah. They're so delicious. Um, camel cigarettes.
4: Mm, yeah. It's 19, healthy.
6: Yeah. Back in 1946, uh, an advertisement for camel cigarettes claimed that doctors preferred the brand in a supposedly independent survey. Mm-hmm. It
5: because was so of course,
6: independent, there actually weren't doctors involved.
5: Well, all those doctors were smoking then. And of yeah. course, right, for how long were the health mm-hmm. effects of cigarettes touted for people?
6: Right, exactly. Health effects, isn't that funny? Yes. No, this is great. New Balance. Okay, so the athletic shoemaker said that its toning shoe could help wearers burn more calories. Mm. Did you see mm. that, Mike? Do you remember that? That was like a big thing, maybe three or four years ago. That really? if you bought these shoes and you walked in them, I don't think they're. I don't think you could run in them. They're very, very, very ugly. Really, but are those the ones that
5: had that weird off. thing up yes, front? Yes, exactly. Like, you it, remember that? that little wedge thing? Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. well,
6: that was that was a bust because that didn't work. Okay, um, Eclipse Gum. The Wrigley Company said that Eclipse Gum with Magnolia Bark Extract actually killed germs that caused bad breath.
4: Mm.
5: Turns out, Mag- sadly,
6: the Magnolia Bark Extract does nothing. Does nothing like that.
5: Really, Magnolia Bark.
6: Uh-huh.
5: That's the old Magnolia okay. tree in the front yard.
6: Right. How about this? This This is a good one. I like this a lot. Sorry, so many papers here. Um, I Spring. Wait, wait, wait! wait, Where would I go? Hold on. Wait a
5: minute. What's oh, on the floor there? Too many papers. Hold on. I'm Sorry, still stuck in I Magnolia in park. Office.
6: It's a lot to keep up with. Um, Ice Spring Water Systems claimed that its water filtration systems were made in America, but they were either largely or entirely manufactured overseas. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so so it's just fraudulent behavior it's just, is what's it's going just on made there. up
6: it's made up what like the, the nectar brand doing? nectar brand mattresses marketed its mattresses as assembled in the united states when they were wholly in every way imported from china
5: mm-hmm. no one's gonna know or no, I mean, no, no one's, one's gonna care
6: no one's gonna know how about um no pa- i don't even know how you pronounce this nopali fruit drink made by Trevita. Trevita claimed that its no-poly dr- uh, drink would reduce pain and inflammation, improve breathing, and provide a number of additional health benefits that were unnamed, of course. And of course, there's no scientific proof of any of this whatsoever. That's the old So drink. if you're making something like a fruit drink or whatever it is, or like um, here, Airborne, You've seen this, that dietary supplement that you're oh, supposed sure. to take before you get on an airplane so yeah, that it yeah. reduces your risk of getting whatever. You know, there's no proof of that.
5: Okay. Well, how can they continue to sell the product?
6: Well, that's the thing. I don't I don't exactly know.
5: I, I mean, don't now. you imagine that any manufacturer of said product would have to vet this with their li- lawyers? They would, because have to, they
6: would have to, or they would have to say, we're willing to put that on a label. Right. And if, and we have enough money to pay if we get sued.
5: Exactly. So, because with all these companies, it's false. right? Whether you're being sued by the individual or the federal government, right? Cease and desist, shut it down. There's going to be some, you know, some price to pay here.
6: How about when, remember Snapchat? Remember that big scandal when they no. said that the messages would disappear that they put up on Snapchat when you found out yeah. that they were keeping them all anyway?
5: <laughs> really? I didn't know that.
6: Oh, yeah. Funny. And then my favorite one, of course, that probably the most famous one is Volkswagen when they claimed that its diesel cars were environmentally friendly. And oh, right. in reality, it was like the complete opposite. They were yeah. skirting like every possible environmental law. Yeah.
5: yeah. They took a good hit for that, which they, they should did. have. They took, right? a,
6: they took a gigantic financial hit for because that. But they again, they had to, did they assess ahead of time? Okay. If we're actually going to do the opposite of what we're saying we're doing, how much money do we have in the bank yeah. so we can pay? I just want to
5: sell a car. Did you ever own a Volkswagen? Never. Neither have I. And I always wanted to own a, like a little bug early on. Like, Give me a little bug. I like a bug.
6: I like a Passat.
5: A Passat. How about a Jetta? I
6: I like a Passat better.
5: Okay, that's
6: of course I like a Passat better. It's more expensive. Yes, of course you do. Yeah, all right,
5: Volkswagen. All right, so be careful. Let the buyer beware. Would you please? Buyer
6: beware. So maybe if we have time later, as the show unfolds, I I will share some of the like spectacular flops, like uh, advertising. Blitzes that introduced a product that completely went in the can. Oh,
5: you mean like New Coke, that kind of thing.
6: Yeah. Or, or oh, sure. this, How about the Sony Betamax?
5: Oh, the poor Sony Betamax. Remember that that was a really superior machine. It just got caught up in bad timing. That's
6: 1975. all. 1975 How about one more? How about Pepsi AM?
5: What's that? Like Pepsi in the morning?
6: Mm, Pepsi. It was the breakfast. It's for the breakfast cola drinker.
5: That's my brother. My brother does not drink coffee. He drinks a. He drinks a soda in the morning.
6: Well, so he uh, he maybe would have liked Pepsi AM.
5: I'm sure he, he's had it. Was it was in
6: 1989.
5: No. Right. My brother's uh, almost 70 years old, and uh, he's been around the block a few times. That Coke in the morning does something for him, I believe. The
6: Pepsi AM is helping? Yep.
5: Mm-hmm. Kind of okay. Something. And All a right. Dunkin' Donut or two. Have, wait, us. how about
6: the how about the RJ Reynolds smokeless cigarettes?
5: Smoke less.
6: Yeah. <laughs> See, I have so many more. If only we okay. had more time as the show unfolds.
5: All right. Let us take a break, please. Issa McCauley is with us. He says this. I have only one hope for racial justice, a God who conquered death. Christians coming to terms with racism. That's next.
4: 101.5
9: WORD.
5: Hello, I'm Jack Graham, and I want to personally invite you to join me each weekday for PowerPoint, where we'll get down to the basics of what really matters, life
2: in Jesus Christ. Each day I'll give you practical biblical steps for tapping into God's power for successful Christian living. So make plans to join me for a time of spiritual encouragement that will leave you feeling more alive in Christ. PowerPoint tonight
1: at 930 on 101.5 WORD. If your family depends
2: on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford.
9: SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month.
2: Not in perfect health?
9: That's 1-800-880-7474. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company and other factors. Not available in all states.
1: I had a great
0: time this morning with my dentist. She just made me feel so comfortable. To patients of Dr. Megan Stock, she's more than a great dentist. She's an answer to prayer. She
1: makes you feel so calm.
10: Didn't
11: make me feel shameful about the condition of my teeth.
1: We just love to talk about the Lord and what's going on in our families.
6: I am confident that when I'm finished that I'm going to have a bright, beautiful smile, which I really wanted to have for a long time.
1: She
0: does fabulous work. Perry Highway in Wexford at Stock Family Dentistry
1: Chris Katolka here from the Friends of Israel Today radio program. And earlier this year, President Trump laid out a new Israeli-Palestinian peace plan that was different from any other Middle East peace plan offered before, leaving many people to wonder, whose land is it anyway? The Jewish people want it. The Arabs want it. Well, the booklet Whose Land Is It Anyway from the Friends of Israel will leave you with a clear, concise answer to who owns that land. You can get your copy today by giving a gift of any amount by going to foiradio.org. That's foiradio.org.
5: Is there a solution to racial justice in this country, in this world, in this eternity? Esau McCauley is with us. Esau is a priest in the Anglican Church in North America, an assistant professor of New Testament at Wheaton College, the author of the forthcoming book, Reading While Black, African-American's Biblical Interpretation as an Exercise in Hope. Esau, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me.
6: Esau, we're always glad uh, to have you here. And what we've done over the last, I don't know, 10 days or so since the death of George Floyd, we've had a lot of excellent guests and we've had um, a lot of callers locally here. And we've asked the question, what is your experience with racism? So if you could share a few stories, one story, an anecdote, something that personalizes it for us.
12: Yeah, I always think it's like difficult when you talk about anecdotes because it feels like anecdotes are intended to kind of evoke sympathy that then leads to change. So it's kind of always hard. That's, to not, what we're look- kind of That's not what we're looking for. for. Yeah, the, what we're looking for is just a it, way it, that it, we it, can it, hear it, each yeah, other. Yeah, an explanation, sure. So I can tell you about when I was driving home uh, to, to my college and I got pulled over. I wasn't speeding. I got pulled over by a police officer and he asked me where I was going. I said, you know, sir, I'm going, you know, to this university. It's about 45 minutes away. He said, I don't believe that you go to school there because it's a largely white school. And he asked me for not my driver's license because he already had that. He asked for my student ID. And he asked for the student ID of um, the person who was in the car with me. And after he checked that and was satisfied that we were actually students at the university, he told us to go straight home, go straight to the school, and not to make any other stops. And so for me, that was a a unjust act because we were pulled over for no other cause than driving while black. I have been um, stopped and searched on numerous occasions. One time I got pulled over by a police officer and he said that I was speeding. I may have been speeding. And he said that he thought there were drugs in the car. And so he made me get out of the car, put me in the back of the car. While they um, brought in the, the drug dogs, and when when the drug person came, he looked into the car, and the stuff that it was accused of being drugs were actually the flakes from Krispy Kreme donuts. You know those donuts when you had those donuts, um, oh, yeah. and they kind of fall sure. in. Your... I don't know if you got that Krispy Kreme in Pittsburgh, but what yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. and I told I told the police officer that's just sugar from the Krispy Kreme donuts that I had <laughs> earlier in the day. But he was convinced that it was drugs and oh, they God. put me in a police car until they brought in the professionals who could tell him that it was indeed just some sugar. And so I could oh, tell you God. these stories all day, but yeah. <laughs> I think you have other stuff to do on the radio.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, that sort of sets us up easily. So Esau, remember, sorry, when you think about here. racial here justice, I mean, is there is there a solution to this? I mean, and especially as the church modeling this, and you as an Anglican priest and Jesus in the middle of all this, How does this start to have some legs, some strength that white, black, red, yellow, we can all be on board?
12: Yeah, I think there's different ways of talking about the solution. If you mean, like, the solution for the entire country, is I like to say that people don't inherit the progress made from a previous generation. And mm-hmm. so any Christian who believes that humanity is born in some sense broken or sinful, we don't just wake up. So if, you know, if our grandparents had one set of racial views and then society progressed, we don't just bo- we're not born with that idea downloaded into us. And so every generation has to make the first case to treat one another well as equal bearers. It's really weird of how like hesitant, rightfully, we are to think about um, certain ideas in relation to evolution. We have this spiritual evolution idea, sometimes in popular culture, where we just think that, oh, people evolve out of racism, but people don't just evolve out of racism. You don't evolve out of sexism. You don't evolve out of lust. You don't evolve out of greed. In every generation, these sins manifest themselves, and it's the job of every generation to do their part in fighting against mm-hmm. it. And part of fighting against it is having a robust biblical understanding of what justice means and what it looks like in a culture and in, in a church.
14: Right. Mm-hmm. So it is okay. the church.
6: So it is the church first, Esau?
12: Well, I would say that the church has to be a witness. And I'm always hesitant to think that like that America or any country can fully embody all the principles of what, you know, of the, of the Bible. And so the first thing the church has to do is to function within itself as a testimony to God's coming kingdom. So the church ought to be the place where racism and sexism and classism are completely out of bounds. But beyond that, the church ought to be a prophetic voice in society to remind society that the government, the government is a steward. God put the government in place at as a to, to steward a trust, and the trust are the people under their care. And whenever that government is no longer doing a good job of being a steward of the authority that comes from God, it's the work of the church to say, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, and here are the ways in which you fail. And so the church is always most itself when it is both, when it is prophetically engaging in the culture. And if we can acknowledge that there are ways in which this culture is not currently embodying God's future now, we can say, in so much as you violate human rights, you're on the wrong side of God and for this you're in the danger of judgment. So the church's role is to be a prophetic witness and advocate for change when all states and governments inevitably fail in their duties.
6: Hmm. Dr. Esau McCauley is with us, priest in the Anglican Church in North America, assistant professor of New Testament at Wheaton College, and the author of the forthcoming book, which we'll talk about in a little bit, Reading While Black, African-American Biblical Interpretation as an Exercise in Hope. Okay, speaking of hope, um, Esau, the article you wrote for CT starts out with not a lot of it. Uh, Talk about the despair you say you've felt, not just over the last couple of weeks, but over, I don't know, however long you've felt it.
12: I mean, I use the idea in the Bible, by the, by the time Jesus came, there were centuries upon centuries upon centuries of Roman oppression of Israel, someone's oppression of Israel. And so the evidence of hope was in short supply. And in the same way as an African-American Christian, I can look and see injustice after injustice after injustice and say, there is no hope that anything is going to change. And so I, I'm often struggling with this this question of when will America live up to its best principles? Um, but but what I'm not bound, though, I'm not bound by looking at the data as the basis for my hope. I'm, I'm allowed to look towards the resurrection. So, for example, up until Jesus, you know, the mortality rate was like 100%. We all just kind of died, and that was the end. But that one resurrection of Jesus changes the calculus. And in the same way, the resurrection of Jesus Means to me that there is nothing outside of God's power. That if death has to be, has to bow down to God's power, so does systemic oppression and racism.
5: That's good. So he's you know, we're talking about in many ways the church having some influence or effect on the culture at whole. But of course, the culture as a whole has deep influence on the church. So. How does the church then effectively work for social justice and change without aligning itself with movements that are outside of kingdom principles? I mean, in other words, how do you address systematic racism in a way that's God-honoring, you know, because we know that our weapons are not of this world, but our brothers and sisters have real-world issues?
12: I would say we have to be rigorously theological about what we're saying, what we're doing. And so, yes, there are tons of people who care about injustice, and they care about injustice for a variety of reasons. And so, what we have to be able to say is what is distinctly Christian about the reasons why we care about justice, and the means by which we engage them. So if something's going to be Christian, it has to be both Christian in its means and in its ends. So when I say Christian in its means, so the Christian can't just burn something down to get justice. The Christian has to protest in a Christian way, which means we are nonviolent. And so our means, our nonviolent cruciform witness— matches our end and which we reflect the likeness of the person whom we're bearing witness for. And so other people who might not share those principles might protest and behave in a different way, but that doesn't make the protest itself unjust, right? The, the, the issue that we're protesting doesn't become unjust because some people protest in the wrong way. So what, what, what is necessary is a distinctive articulation of the Christian reasons why we're out here. And if mm-hmm. that is done, then I think it's okay. And here's the thing. We are willing in other contexts to make common cause with people who have radically different beliefs than us. right? We don't say, well, I'm only going to be pro-life if I'm pro-life besides other Christians yeah. who believe the Bible. You're right if someone that. is pro-life, we can say, I'll partner with them. But we right. have this, this idea that you can only talk about justice if the person aligns with you 100% theologically. For me, I'm saying, if you care about black people be, being shot in the street or choked to death, I can partner with you on that issue. That doesn't mean we agree on everything else. But we can say, on this issue, we agree. And this is what happened in the Civil Rights Movement. The Civil Rights Movement was consistently accused of being liberal or communist or something because Martin Luther King said, whoever you are, if you care about civil rights for black people and you want to march for this issue, on this we can be friends. And we do that in other, in other places. There's, there's tons of ways in which Christians have made common cause with people with whom they have different views on different matters. So you've got to be clear. I'm doing this for Jesus. I don't know why you're out here, but I'm out here for Jesus. And I'm out here to bear witness to his kingdom. And if you want to help me do that portion, this justice thing, we can agree and then go our separate ways on other things.
6: Amen. Gosh, That is good. Dr. Esau Macaulay is with us, priest in the Anglican Church in North America, assistant professor in New Testament at Wheaton College. He's got a brand new book coming out, which we'll get to in just a sec. Um, Esau, let me ask you this. One of the things that has been a particular burden for me over the last couple days, no, more than that, last couple weeks, I guess, is just thinking about uh, how... I feel like the church is only going to model this if we start looking at our brothers and sisters who believe in Jesus as our actual family, as opposed to looking at people who are aligned with us politically as our family. Um, And we're having a hard time in America with that right now. What do you say?
12: I think that we are a, I think that what we're seeing right now is the manifestation of widespread discipleship failure. In the Mm -hmm. sense that, like, even though we talk about Christianity, if you tell me about your political views, I can I know more about you than if you tell me about whether or not you believe in Jesus. And so we lead in our culture with I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, and then we sometimes look at our Christianity through the lens of those two political philosophies, instead of like starting with our identity in Christ, and, and that giving us freedom to critique both of those things as not being ultimate. So I think that I think that our ultimate identity in Christ allows us to have enough space to say I'm not merely an agent in this culture war in which Jesus is baptized on one side or the other, but I'm actually trying to discern in a community with my other brothers and sisters how to follow Jesus carefully in this era. There's so much skepticism about these essential Christian ideas. When we say we are brothers in Christ, we are one family. And when you talk about that, people tend to say, oh, that's just a way of cloaking over like these differences. So it's a way to keep people in line. But no, no, no. If we are a family, then we need to have a family disagreement. We need to talk about these things as a family and come to a consensus on it. We don't have to agree to become a Republican or Democrat. but We can say these are principles by which Christians ought to make decisions. And even you know, there's differences in details, we're unified on these essentials. And I think Republican or Democrat, a Christian ought to be able to say, I see racism in this society and we ought to do whatever we can to battle that in a way that, that makes sense. And so I don't think it's a Republican or Democratic thing. I think it's a discipleship thing. We're so tied up in our political worldviews views that we, we turn first to our favorite news stations to interpret what's happening instead of interpreting through the lens of the
5: bible that's really good from wheaton college we're talking to esau macaulay uh esau before you leave us talk to us okay. for a minute about your new work uh, reading while black
12: well what i wanted to do was um present to people because when i went to seminary i went to the evangelical seminary and i thought you know i need to learn all of this stuff about um you know the bible and bring it back to my community and then the more time I spent in, in evangelicalism, the more I began to realize that so many evangelicals don't have a good understanding of the African-American like tradition and habit of Bible reading. So part of me wanted to address that, but more than that, I feel like there's a skepticism growing in the African-American context around the ongoing relevance of the Bible as it relates to issues of the day. And so I wanted to say, you know what, the same Bible that inspired our ancestors to participate in the Civil Rights Movement and to to fight against slavery can be used in our day. Because there's this line that I've heard, and it kind of was the genesis of the book, this is not your mother's Civil Rights Movement. And the idea was, or your grandmothers, the idea was that we're going to engage in a movement that isn't rooted in these Christian principles. And I'll say, no, no, no. You can contend for justice by faithfully reading the Bible. And so the Bible has historically been a source of hope for African-American Christians. And I want to say that it continues to be a source of hope for African-American Christians today. And so if you're an African-American Christian who's wondering about how do I make sense of the Bible and the current issues of the day, this is for you. If you're someone who's saying, well, I've never really read or understood much about the African-American Christian tradition. Here's a here's a way for you to listen in on that conversation.
10: Wow. Sounds terrific, Esau. When does it come out?
12: It, they moved it up. It was to come out in November, but due to popular demand, IVP is, bringing it, is releasing it in September. So it comes out September the 1st, and it is available for pre-order now wherever you buy books.
6: Wait oh a minute. Gosh. Due to popular demand. Boy, I'll tell you, <laughs> yes, you're, you're I know famous that the rising internet even as we want, speak.
12: The internet said, we want this book earlier. And my publisher said, yes. I'm actually, after I get off the phone with you now, I got to finish my edit so I can get it to the to the printer. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to everyone reading it.
6: Well, I'll that's exciting. Be- best of luck with it and best of yeah. luck with your edits.
12: Oh, thank you. And invite me back anytime.
5: Outstanding. Congratulations on that. Isa McCulley from Wheaton College. He's a priest in the Anglican Church. The forthcoming book, Reading While Black, African American Biblical Interpretation as an Exercise in Hope. We're going to step away for just a few minutes. Uh, We want to go to the phones and talk to you about uh, feeling out of control. Are, are, Are you feeling a little wild in your head? What's the what's the cause for that? As the will of the students
0: goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie Return to the Hiding Place. A film about Corey Boom and her family's heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. And about her secret army of teenagers. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Pittsburgh. Return to the hiding place at Salemnow.com promo code Pittsburgh.
11: Why do you think some of the top investors in the world are buying gold? Recently, a handful of billionaires have been accumulating gold over other forms of investments. When the world's financial moguls like Sam Zell begin choosing metals, perhaps it's time you listen and follow suit with your own personal investments. Gold is formally recognized as a hedge against currency depreciation and inflation. Take David Einhorn as one example. Einhorn founded Greenlight Capital in 1996 and surged that fund from $900,000 to as high as $11 billion. Einhorn believes that the central bank's recent stimulus efforts will have an effect on pushing up the value of gold. He keeps 10% of his firm's value stored in gold bullion. If you're interested in knowing more about gold, platinum, and palladium, call Noble Gold for a no-pressure consultation. They have the most experienced representatives and an exclusive pipeline to metal sources. Visit them at noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. It's
18: time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel. December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand With Israel Tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com On the Stand With Israel Tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit SebGorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's SebGorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com.
0: Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre K through eighth grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at CCA
9: 101.5 WORD FM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the Word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com.
8: Tonight, mainly clear with a low 57. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high 78. Tomorrow night, cloudy most of the time with a low of 51. Saturday, partly sunny and cool with a high of 68. Sunday, clouds and sun with a shower or thunderstorm around and a high of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
5: Wall Street Journal uh, did a poll, uh, and they, they called 2,000 people across the country. I'm surprised, surprised 2,000 people picked up, quite honestly.
6: <laughs> I wouldn't have picked up. You know me. <laughs>
5: Who's that? That's my Wall Street Journal. All my subscriptions do. Oh, holy smokes. Okay. Anyway, Wall Street Journal called 2,000 people, and, and they asked them about feeling out of control. Are you feeling out of control? And 80% of the respondents resoundingly said yes. I am, along with my mind and my heart, out of control.
6: Now, you mean mean in relation to the one-two punch of the COVID-19 and now all the racial issues?
5: Yes, right? I mean, what's next? What was I reading about? I was reading about something about the mosquitoes that they're, you know, it's kind of like the killer bee thing. There's more layers. It feels like every day the media wants to throw something else at you that I have to be, like, freaked out by. But but all that, do you feel out of control, Kath? I certainly have felt that at various times. Uh huh. And when do you feel that? Do you feel like you know when I'm watching is, cable news? I don't, I'm not going to watch cable news.
6: Right. Which I'm not. I'm just
5: not going to do it. News. I mean, that's not that's not healthy for anybody. I no. don't believe that.
6: No. Right. I think certain radio shows make me feel that way. Hopefully, you know, not this one.
5: Well, we've had our share, have we? <sighs> With the country feeling more and more out of control, I don't know. How does it affect you? This-
2: yeah, uh,
6: yeah, I think that's the question. I think we're all affected differently. Um, I think some people are experiencing a sense of exhaustion. Um, I, I know some people are feeling a sense of hopelessness. I know some people, you know, eat too much or don't eat enough.
5: Or How about anger issues? I know people who are in a rage.
6: Angry, right. People are in a rage. People, people are in a say, rage. You know, we, you know we've we, you, you have people saying that we've never had a country and you hear another set of people saying we're losing our country. Um, It it just, and people are talking past each other. And if I see one more Facebook post, if you don't dot, 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 you know, like, you know, it's just, it's a lot. So we'd love to open up the phone lines. 800-320-8255. That's 800-320-8255. With the country feeling more and more out of control, how is it affecting you? And how are you countering it? What are you doing? Are you, exercising more are you reading new things that you hadn't read before are you trying to open up your understanding of how the country are you operates are you doing a you know deep dive into history or i don't know are you Going on picnics. I don't know. I mean, it could be anything. I noticed that the four people in my family, John, were all handling it differently. You know, I, I have one daughter who's really immersed herself in reading, actually immersed herself in Twitter, like trying to hear as many different viewpoints as possible. I've got another daughter who's spending as much time as she possibly can outside. Um, So I I think, you know, everybody does it differently, but we just want to make sure that everybody's doing it. And we'd love to hear from you. 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. With the country and perhaps you feeling out of control, how is it affecting you and how are you countering it?
5: Very nice. Let's uh, take a break, right? We'll step away for a few minutes and uh, go to the phones when we come back. It's the Thursday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We'll be back in just a couple of seconds. So stick around, please. 1.5
9: 1.5 WORD.
2: the last thing you want to do is add to your stress, but credit card debt does that, doesn't it? Even though these are hard times and credit card debt can add up, you don't have to tackle it alone. Nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Take away this added stress today and be there for your family. If you're ready to pay off credit cards in less time for less money, Money. Then pick up the phone and call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Go!
0: that you got a voice. That's it. There we go. That's Sheriff Chris Swanson speaking to protesters on the streets of Flint, Michigan. Second that he represents who these cops are from all over the county and around this nation. We go out there to help people, not do that nonsense. There we go. Proof that sometimes the best use of authority is to lay it down. We
2: want to be with y'all for real. So I took my helmet off and laid the batons down. I want to make this a
1: parade, not a
0: protest. Maybe an end to police brutality and riots could really happen if we just walk a mile in each other's shoes. These
1: cops love you. You tell us what
4: you need to do. Walk 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 Let's walk.
0: Let's Way to go, Sheriff. Stay positive, stay strong, and carry on. I know that at Word FM, we're listening
5: Kath and I have been talking about, um, you know, with the country feeling more and more out of control, how does this affect your life? How is how is it affecting you? I mean, clearly, I think for all of us, we're carrying some layers of things here since March that are hereto unknown to us. There's a, an amount of tension and angst and fear. and Or is it? Some people are kind of going la-di-da, like whistling through the graveyard and everything's cool. Uh, h- here's me. The less I engage in uh, television and media on television, the less I'm involved with talking heads on television. I believe they're healthier that I am. Mm -hmm. I have not tuned in. I'm not, and I'm maybe it's a detriment. You know, as a detriment to me, I'm not watching CNN. I'm not watching Fox. I'm not watching any of that stuff because you know what it does is just. it makes me anxious. It ramps me up. And inside my head, I start to get a little antsy. Mm -hmm. The, The best thing I believe that I can do is to do a couple of things, get out of the house, because I think all of us are pretty sick of being homebound. I get out of the house, whether that means puttering around the yard or go for a walk, go for a bike ride, that little, you know, just a little mild exercise does wonders. And I also believe that the power of your prayer life has helped me through these times as well.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: I believe that I really do. So what's working in your life, you know, as a means of encouragement, tell us 800 320 800-320-8255. What are you doing with the country feeling more out of control? How are you covering yourself? So you yourself aren't about to explode.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Kath, what do you think? Do you Kat. got anything?
6: Well, the thing I've been doing is reading, but the, you know, I think a lot of it goes according to our personality, the kinds of things that we, you know, places we go to for comfort or s- strength or that sort of thing. So I've been trying to read, uh, specifically right now, I'm only reading books on race in America. And so when I finish one, I start another one. Okay. I have a whole stack of books and I'm just saying, you know, I, I've decided I read a book, I read something that offends me in the book. I sit there and look at it. I wait. And then I keep reading. I am not Running. turning away anything. Okay. I'm just opening my head to whatever someone wants to say at this time because I feel like I need to know so much.
5: That's excellent. Okay, let's go to the phones. Mike, uh, who's on the line? Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Thanks for joining Catherine and myself here on the air. Uh, tell us how you're dealing.
12: Um, well, me and the ladies of my Bible study, since we were quarantined, we just get on the phone every morning and we read Scripture. We do communion we pray over the situation in the country and and I sit in my chair by my window and I look up in the sky and I watch God's creation and I focus on other people's situation because I know that someone's going through something more uh worse than what I'm going through yeah.
5: That's very healthy. That is very, very healthy.
6: You're so fortunate that you have friends like that, Catherine. That's wonderful. Thanks for calling.
4: Yeah. Appreciate
5: the phone number is
6: call. 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. As the country to a lot of people feels out of control, we're wondering how it's affecting you and how you're dealing with that, how you're countering it. 800-320-8255.
5: What do you think? Um, have you been out in public? I, I Maybe this is just me and my um, imprint, when I'm out in public, and of course, I think even more so when I'm out in public, if I'm going to, you know, a big box store for whatever, I tend to, and Tony Turner was talking about this a little earlier, about praying constantly. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, when I'm outside with the, just the general, you know, the populace, I'm praying, 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 praying. And I don't know if it's just me, but I sense a, I sense a lot of anxiety, a lot of anger, and a lot of fear. Those three things together are working. And again, I don't know if it's just me filtering that, but I wonder if that's the general consensus in society right now. I don't feel that. Oh, you don't. That's good. No,
6: no. I was out today. I was at uh, the UPS store. Um, for quite a while because i had a thing I had to do and um, I thought people were amazing people were friendly and oh, people good. were warm and and i Excellent. was there for a while and so a lot of people cycled through the store and i thought wasn't well, this this is a really good experience everybody seems you know everybody's dealing with the fact that you got to wear a mask you have to stay you know six feet apart from each other everybody's but everybody was respectful and you know the people that were working there did a terrific job getting people in and out quickly anyway I, I thought it was i thought well wow, that's really oh, that's great good. stopped okay. at the dry cleaner and had the same experience.
5: Really? Okay. So that sounds very healthy. Then maybe that's just me, you know, like, look, so then my default then is, you know, I'm thinking chaos and anxiety and fear. Mm -hmm. Your default is a little something different.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on what circles you're traveling in depends on where you're going. I mean, any of us can run into whatever, you know, in in whatever place we, we end up. Um, but you know, I do think that you have to figure out what your weapons are, you know, are your, your weapons can be anger your weapons can be, you know, social media, or your weapons can be the word of God. Your weapons can be uh, education. Your weapons can be knowledge. Your weapons can be wisdom. I mean, those are the, um, those are the ones, that, the ones that I mentioned at the end. I think are the ones that that actually change you first. So that you're able to make a difference and change your church or your family or your culture, but it has to start with you. I mean, if you're not willing to expand your own head, if you're not willing to to open up the Bible and be offended, and uh, for the Word of God to tell you that you are wrong, that you have seen this issue incorrectly, um, and that you're able to repent, if you're not if you're not going to do that, then the weapons of you know social media and cable TV are going to take over. That's good, and it's just going to eat it's going to eat you alive.
5: And so what I appreciate that, you know, many of the guests we've had over the last two weeks, we tend to go back to this a lot. I think our our guests have that it's it's us, us personally as followers of Jesus Christ and then the church as a whole, that it's got to start there that we can't. You know, the government's not going to I mean, how many rules and laws are already in place that the government has enacted to combat racism? right? Right. I mean, right. That's been going on since 1964. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness. Thank goodness for that. We need that, of course, the governmental structures. But the rest of the stuff, you know, all that resentment and anger and hatred and fear and all that, that's in the human heart. And you can't legislate that anger and fear and resentment away. That's a heart issue.
6: It is. And the only way we can deal with that is to deal with our own heart because no one wants you to be pointing your finger at them and telling them that their heart's screwed up. (laughs)
5: No, that's not going to work well at the UPS store, is it? sorry no no i'm sorry
6: nobody's gonna like that and by the way i didn't say that at the ups store
5: um thank goodness you didn't i just thank
6: them i just thank them for being a good notary (laughs)
5: let's take a break okay step away yes all right we're coming into the home stretch it's the ride home with john and kathy here on word fn be right
4: back
0: Or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spirate, 412 471 7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start.
2: Call 412-471-7675 or visit my
0: website at dennisspira.com.
6: This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting The Ride Home.
1: In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president, or so we thought. In his new book, Forgotten Country The Christian Case for Trump, Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro life cause since Reagan. It's required reading in 2020. For God and Country, the new book by Ralph Reed, available wherever books are sold.
3: If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Excel Home Care will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard right. You can actually get paid to provide care for those you love. To learn more, contact Excel Home Care today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it xl home care 412-212-8950 412-212-8950 xl home care a help at home company
7: today's forecast calls for clear skies slight winds coming out of the northeast And customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, Liberty,
4: Liberty,
2: Liberty. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball Stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kinodic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC.
5: All right, so we were talking a little earlier about uh, failed products, right? Things mm-hmm. that you know sounded like a good idea in the corporate boardroom, and then they came to market, and they were like, "Oh, that was really uh, just a really horrible, horrible idea." Yeah,
6: yeah. It, earlier in this hour, I think it was this hour, um, I talked about Pepsi AM mm-hmm. for the breakfast cola
11: drinker.
5: That's my brother. Yeah, that didn't work. It's I wonder what percentage of people listen. I, I know you poo-poo that, but I would imagine there is. I bet you. 5%, 10%, maybe even more people who drink cola instead of coffee in the morning.
6: I'm sure that that's probably the case. Yeah. No, sorry, that was very loud. Um I'm 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 sure that that's the case but in this like fitness obsessed culture it, the thought of it is really kind of sickening. I don't
5: believe that. That's a misnomer the fitness. Look we're, we're more obese now than we've ever been. I mean, the fitness obsessed culture. There's a tiny percent. Well, not a tiny, there's a percentage of people who are fitness obsessed, but everybody else is walking around just getting with, you know, like I say it with elastic in their pants.
6: Yeah. Well, you're, yeah. Okay. But maybe they're the ones that are looking for the RJ Reynolds smokeless cigarettes. <laughs> <They're
5: looking for laughs> Wait, that. wasn't that, what's the, what are people smoke? Oh, they're vaping. They're right? vaping. Have they're you guys. ever been by someone who's doing that vaping thing? And all of a sudden you're like, you know, you're like at Mount Vesuvius and you're engulfed in a plume of massive smoke I it smells like it. it smells like a strawberry field it makes or something me, it
6: makes what's going on throw, it makes me want to throw up i hate the smell of it i really really do okay do you remember <gasps> the apple newton it was like oh, the, it, oh yeah sure it was like a like a palm pilot type of thing that apple yes, put out right the newton it was a total flop it started at 700 dollars. it was eight inches tall and it was a complete bomb
5: what year was that do you have any that was uh 93 90. Was that, that was after Lisa? I think so. Right? Oh yeah, it was
6: definitely after Lisa. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Wasn't Lisa in the seventies?
5: Mm, I don't know.
6: I feel like, I feel like Lisa was a while ago. Okay. Microsoft Bob. Microsoft wow. Bob was supposed to be a user-friendly interface for windows that was managed exclusively by Bill Gates, wife, Melinda, but mm. Microsoft killed it one year after launching it.
4: Mm, okay. so right. microsoft Bob, well. nobody
6: nobody knew about that okay the mcdonald's arch deluxe which was apparently uh like a fancier version of what you could get at mcdonald's which sadly they say it, it mcdonald's was just ahead of its time it would be like kind of like a five guys thing now oh so it's like a fast food burger but a little better
5: right except
6: back when it was uh released in 96 it was one of the most expensive product flops in history no kidding yeah.
5: Wait, was it a separate chain from McDonald's?
6: Nope. nope. It was just something they, it was, it was a new product that they introduced at McDonald's to appeal to the urban sophisticate.
5: I see. All right. Hey, mm-hmm. when's the last time you've been to Five Guys? Speaking of Five Guys. Mm, five oh, years. Five years. Yeah. I love myself with Five Guys. Do, Do you?
6: Ya. Yeah. I think they're oh, delicious.
5: I'd be happy to go there anytime. Sure.
6: Are you kidding me? Yeah, I would love r- that.
5: That's some good um, stuff. How
6: about Orbit Soda? It was the soda that looked like a lava lamp. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But people said it tasted like cough syrup. So it died. Uh, 98. How about Frito Lay wow chips with Olestra?
5: Olestra. Mm, that came and went pretty fast, didn't it? Well,
6: yeah. Yeah. No pun intended. Because yeah. that made a lot of people dramatically sick, including me. And I'll tell you a story sometime. Okay. Uh, yeah. 1999. This is hilarious. This absolutely makes me laugh so hard. Cosmo, the magazine. Yeah. They launched their own brand of yogurt. <laughs> Mike, would you like it? Would you like Cosmo yogurt? Really?
5: I Cosmo yogurt. Pass. What was the di- wonder what what did make it what made it unique? You um know?
6: but it had it had the Cosmo like, you know, thing on it, the little branding.
5: That's it? That's it all. wasn't different. Didn't taste no. different or anything. It's just no it yo- was it was just really, it was just really stupid really right. very nice Very um,
6: nice. how about hd HD
5: hd oh oh, bit def DVD.
6: Right. That was supposed to be the high def successor to the DVD when it was launched in March of 06.
5: Is that like Blu-ray? Uh,
6: yeah, but the but Blu-ray ended up winning and nobody even remembers that we were like in the HD DVD category. Uh,
5: so then it's like Betamax, right?
6: Yeah, it was it's a lot like Betamax, yeah. a lot like it was be- Betamax. It's a
5: great idea, but then something just a little tiny bit better and maybe well, maybe not even better, but more accepted by the, uh, the by the buying public.
6: Right. How about this? I almost forgot. Do you remember Juju J O O J O O. No, that was back in 09. It was like, it was like the iPad before there was an iPad.
5: Hmm. Really?
6: I yeah. And was about it, Juju was Spices
5: Juju like a separate company? Wasn't connected with anybody? It's no, a, I, don't, star- I don't believe it was. Really?
6: Yeah. It was also called a Crunch Pad.
5: A Crunch Pad.
6: Yeah. Nice. So anyway, that died. How about uh, remember the Nook?
5: Oh the yeah. Barnes and yeah.
6: Noble had the Nook. Sure. Right. Yeah. That kind of fizzled a- because.
5: Barnes and Nobles, Nobles, uh, Barnes and Nobles kind of fizzled.
6: Yeah, I mean, thank goodness it's still around, but I, I don't think that that's been, you know, a big the hit. nook. No. Right, exactly. And do you remember Facebook Home? No. Okay, what that is was that? like a way that you could have Facebook as your home screen for your phone.
5: Oh boy, like yeah. they don't own you enough. That, that, Seriously, exactly. really, that,
6: that, that was a disaster. Here's
5: a wire to stick in your your brain. It's the mm-hmm. Facebook oh, wire. Oh, I didn't
6: get a chance to talk about the Ford Edsel.
5: Oh. Uh. Oh, the Ford Edsel. That mm-hmm. was a beautiful car, actually. Yeah.
6: It was all right. A, also a gigantic flop.
5: Is this show over? Are we done. This We're show's done the almost day. over. All right. It's a gorgeous day. Listen, go out for a bike ride or take a walk or just get out there and enjoy your life. Laugh. Would you please, yeah, pray and get rid of all that anxiety. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.